Hello, this is your host of Mathematical Prowess. <laughs> I love math. I hope you love math. Um, I've been gone for a little bit. Um, <laughs> maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't. Um, today I have a, I have a new episode. Uh, first off, as I'm sure you probably noticed, um, I don't have my microphone today. This is my phone. And it probably sounds better, but I like having my microphone because that means... I can usually move. Also, my phone kind of picks up everything I do. And usually, I'm next to a computer. So I hope you don't hear that. And if you do, I'm sorry. That bothers you. I'm sorry, too. One could say these. Uh, this is uh, this is the sound of mathematics or, you know, whatever it is that we do. Anyway. This episode is about mathematical models. And actually, you know what? I've Let me go get my book. Okay, so like I said again, I believe um, this book is about mathematical models, graphs. Um, I guess you could say equations, but um, that's not really what the book is focusing on, okay? The book is titled An Introduction to Mathematical, mathematical Modeling by... Edward A. Bender. Edward as in E-D-W-A-R-D. And then A dot space Bender, B-E-N-D-E-R. So you should be able to uh, find this book. I'm not really sure how it cost. I'm kind of just borrowing borrowing it from the school, from the pre-engineering school that I go to. And so I kind of just want to touch a bit about what modeling is. Um, I just finished doing, reading the first chapter, and um, I'm going to gather information um, from things that I know, of course, and really just uh, kind of, I guess, explore uh, what mathemat- mathematical ma- mathematical modeling really is, try to explain it in best terms, easiest terms, and uh, hopefully also guide you to think or uh, spark an interest in you or ideas that could lead to um, many other ideas in um, mathematical modeling because it is uh, it's definitely a, I feel like a, a small part of mathematics but it's very crucial very essential and it's very uh, you it covers a lot of things and it could be really really interesting so let's start what is mathematical modeling so when i hear modeling i think of graphs but this doesn't only have to be graphs it can be um it can be a plane um i, I said it, i don't know if i've mentioned this before I'm pretty sure i have linear algebra and it's a uh, and it's plane of like vectors and uh how they find solutions within how different things how Linear algebra can compute a couple of different variables at once, even more, and that's that's when you graph that you don't get a pl- uh, you don't get uh, an x and y you get an x y z so you graph it on a plane, so that is taken that is also taken into modeling that is a world that I know a little bit about but I can't even imagine how um <laughs> how difficult or how interesting. Or how how we can relate to to new ideas and 
and I, and it's still it, i'm pretty sure it's an area that's still growing they're still pushing at dsa linear algebra so okay mathematical modeling i guess equations we look the goal of a mathematical model is to try to attain attain accurate uh values of something so we in in a mathematical model we we plug in a value right and we we input something and the output should tell us something right and now usually we we have the answers for these let me rephrase for a second for the sake of guess of um accuracy and preciseness and i say this with respects to you know the scientific um terms of these the scientific definition of these terms for sake of um accuracy and precision we of course we try to make them as accurate as we can but they should also be as precise as they can be right what i mean by this one way i believe to prove uh, a mathematical model is a good or accurate or precise is to actually have those have those things see the examples that are actually happening in in real life because for example for example we can calculate uh very close to uh the mass of an atom right now that number maybe it won't be exact maybe it won't be accurate right but it's very precise so it's very close to it right but also, maybe our mathematical model, maybe our mathematical model will get close to it, right? And so, if we get close to it, then we know we can we can trust it. We don't want to plug in some some value. We don't want to input a value in our mathematical model and get a totally different answer from what we know. So that's just one example. Um, maybe not the best one of how we can prove or how we can know um, if we have a good model, right? And it seems to me. That from reading this book, reading the first chapter, we are already doing that. That we can um it's almost like we're backtracking from the from the end to the start, right? We're going from the end to the start and trying to see how those um numbers correspond. Now um, just disclaimer here. The book, although of course is of course mathematical, it doesn't it doesn't actually go into too much into the computations and go it goes a fair amount which i like which is still probably more than i can even comprehend um but i still try it um it mainly focuses on the on the modeling and the thought process and um gives you examples which is good now like i said mathematical modeling we get input we get an output okay and we try to ignore as many confounding variables as we can confounding variables are the variables that would affect um, any variables that you do not want to input that are going to affect somehow we want we want to minimize those and or ignore those and like I said we want our model to get as as accurate as we can or or as or as precise as we can uh, to to what's actually happening and um, we want consistent results okay. Now, okay, a lot of interesting things happen when you actually 
want to um, build an accurate, precise mathematical modeling. Mathematical model. This is a very interesting world, and I th and I think um the first I think the first step, um, from what I've gathered, from what I've gathered in this book, even though it outlines it to you, is first. First thing you should do is outline the goal of the model, what it's supposed to predict, okay, or what it's supposed to describe, right? That's the first thing. Then you really want to take a step um, back and, like I said, f analyze. You have to analyze. You have to really look at the big picture in, um, in, in terms of what's happening in in this model or wh whatever it is you're trying to model. I'll, I'll explain in, in a second, okay? You have to really take things, step back, try to look at the f whole picture. Uh, that's really important, I think. And then af after you've done that, you need to try to eliminate as much as you can from from these, eliminate as many variables as you can that are going to affect your specific variable that you want to, you know, have in your graph. Now, let me give you an example from the book, okay? Um, I'm not going to dive too deep into the book. I'm definitely going to cover the subject that's on here, but the book goes more in depth. Suggest this is certain this is almost certain this is a professional um and he sounds he sounds smart. Anyway, Here's the example, right? Came okay, from the book. The manager of a large commercial printing company asks your advice on how many salespeople to employ. More salespeople will increase sales overhead while fewer salespeople may mean losing potential customers. Thus, there should be some optimum number. By salespeople, I don't mean clerk, clerks, but people who travel, selling a company's products to other businesses, However, these ideas could be applied to sales clerks too. This problem has been adapted from A.A. A. Brown, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You know what? I actually should read that because I think if you're smart, you probably want to hear this. The original paper goes in, 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 into greater depth in the following discussion. is well worth reading. The lecture is called A.A. Um, A. Brown, E-T-A-L. 1956 A.A. Brown E.T.A.L. 1956 so I believe if you google that it should pop up anyway the book the book kind of makes it easy for you to 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 understand what I mean by by multiple variables so salespeople, right and but right before I get into it more my goal here is to get you to think of how much goes into the modeling and not necessarily how to model yourself, okay? That's, I, that's still something I haven't learned how to do, but I'm learning, okay? So, salespeople. So, <laughs> that's see, that's already a broad term in, it, in itself, right? And so, think if, if you have... So, we're trying to find a, a mathematical model, right? that describes the optimum number of salespeople. So you get 
more for more customers and like you don't have to pay higher or pay as many salespeople, right? As opposed to, you know, maybe you have you have too many too few salespeople and then you're not getting enough customers. So you want just the right optimum number, right? How do we get that? And then and then how how what are the variables that uh we should consider when modeling this? Well, like I said, I'm sure there's uh, uh, many different ways to approach this. So if I'm maybe approaching it a different way or um, oddly, I hope the way I say this makes sense. And if not, I'm, I encourage you to think on your own about um, ways that you would go about um, solving this problem, right? Um, let me just list some of the things. Um, and there may be more that should be that we should be thinking about or you should be thinking about, but let's start, right? So, um, types, how many types, how many salesmen does the company have, I guess, types of different salesmen, different ways or whatever, what are their actual, um, responsibilities or whatever, how, how do they spend their time, um, um, also think about, uh, I guess, the quality of these salesmen, I suppose, who, which ones are actually, you know, putting in the most effort, I suppose, into getting more customers, um, are they male, female? Uh, maybe that's a thing. Uh, their locations too, that matters. And that's, those are all so, some variables that we should be thinking about. And those are all variables that are going to affect um, how we, uh, that are going to affect our model, right? That are going to affect our model. So how do we, how do we try to eliminate those? How do we reduce those? Um, it's a good question. So first things first, right? You need to you you would probably gather all this data. You could you could do some trial by error, I suppose. Uh specifically trying to again reduce as many variables as you can. Specifically with the salesman, maybe you try with like maybe you rank them from best to worst. And try to see if the bottom half does, or and and that, and try to make them better. Or try to see how they spend their time. Right, you could, like I said, try to see how their time is spent, um, during their responsibilities, and see, uh, if that correlates with, uh, I mean, higher wages or like more money, specifically. Um, for them, right? I mean, if they, if they're making more money, that probably means the company's making more money. That that's that's one thing that is easily explainable. <laughs> I hope I didn't uh, lose you there in my jumble of words. So that's one thing. I've learned that's one example, and there's many more. And so the other really interesting thing, um, in mathematical modeling, and I'm gonna move to again more mathematical side because I love math, right? I'm going to move to more of a math side, but it's, so let me explain more, expand on that, right? Probably the hardest, one of the hardest things in, in mathematical modeling is, I mean, what I said earlier, you can't really do trial by error. I mean, you can, it's just not really useful or very, I, I don't even, you want to really push yourself to do everything through analysis, I believe, because you could, again, do trial and error or actual experimentation with these salesmen, right? 
but what good does that do the company right that doesn't do any that that i mean you'll end up with the results i suppose in the end but that's not a very good efficient use of the of the salesman time of of the company's time if, if anything they'll probably lose a lot and then maybe get rewarded i guess later but that's not that's not a very good thing so you have to really push yourself for the variables and to get a good mathematical model and then the then the, the the hardest part maybe is you have a lot of a lot of data you need to gather that you need to gather and probably like find out how to get a good correlation between you know your input variable and your output variable so what what's actually making these salesmen perform better and if adding them if adding more salesmen is going to actually improve the company's the company's success but there's so much there's 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 a lot of math behind actually getting these equations or or models that's very difficult and i i believe another thing that i've even learned from um from this book just touching on chapter 2 if you can if you can somewhat build on what's already if you can build mathematically on what's already there or what's already some things that are already being um described that's very good because that 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 probably gets you more accurate answers or that better helps um boost your boost how good your mo- model actually is because it's almost like you're 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 cross-referencing something right it, it, the two things maybe should should li- line up somewhat right and and this is done through again maybe derivatives from what i've seen in this first and second chapter maybe integrals maybe um algebraic manipulations right from how things are equal to each other and like moving things around right so that's that's uh three things that i already know for sure i'm pretty sure are happening in um mathematical modeling the other thing that i would say for i mean this episode is that you don't want to make the mistake of using the same model twice maybe maybe you have your every model has a goal right that does not mean uh that a, a different model will line up right it's it it's that it could be it could be completely two different things that that are happening even if they're similar it could end up very differently so make sure you don't you don't do that unless you're absolutely certain that you can and then what i what i mean by that is is you know we know one plus one is two right and if we don't know if we don't know these things right then we probably shouldn't do them and we should probably come up with a new model which is good practice in my opinion anyway right phew that's a lot of words um i think i'm going to conclude this episode I'll probably touch again on this more. I think it's really interesting. I love math. Um, I'm going to make some last final comments after this, but I hope you're enjoying the episode. Um, This is coming to an end, though. So just to recap, the first thing I guess you should do 
when making a mathematical model is first right know what the model is supposed to describe or or model right um that's the first thing then you should um find your input and output variables right and then you should try to reduce how many confounding outside variables actually affect your model right this means looking at the big picture and uh seeing how to effectively uh make your model so you don't you know make a mistake so it's not so your data isn't skewed or you know all that bad stuff then then and maybe this goes a little bit with the one before you should try to i believe gather as much data as you can um about about whatever whatever it is you're trying to model right and try to find correlations or things that are happening try to understand it as much as you can right which again goes back to looking at the full picture then and this is this is the comment um i was gonna make earlier you when you're making these models uh of course their their main pur purpose is to do one thing right but also try to think of it as question and answer if that makes sense um as in when you make these models you're probably making them either i mean it's probably for someone okay so think about what this person would ask you about this model and that that, that that's not to say you should make the models to answer uh those questions again this sh their questions should not necessarily change um the goal of your model you you have to decide what the model should should do right and you should decide what the model can't do or or what what math what a mathematical mathematical model can't do right maybe they ask something and you can't deliver it because it's just not the way math works right and so like i said try to keep in mind what they're going to ask you about the model the questions they have obviously if you're making this for someone there's a question they probably want you to answer right you might have to answer the the model might have a different a little bit of a different goal right or answer a little bit of a different question right maybe they can, you can answer the exact question but like i said i say that you should think about what they would ask you so you can extrapolate extrapolate means take data out or something i believe and give it to them right this is this is a a good skill to know how to get information from a graph right so let me say that again you should have your goal right of the model which you are the mathematician you should be able to think through this and get the best model right and then you should also think about the question your model is trying to answer your goal but also the questions other people are going to ask about your model okay so that's very important and when you and when you do these you should really think about that because again it's very important to do so and then the the other thing too when you're making models when you're trying to make them as you know as accurate as possible you should first try to prove it a little bit try to find outside information outside equations that are related to your model perhaps right to make it uh to see if you're on the right track to see if you're 
completely off, you know, or, or if you are completely over or whatever and get consistent results, consistent results, you can be, you don't have to be, you know, accurate, you can be precise and that's okay as long as your model is consistent. We don't want, you know, ziggy zaggy lines on a model giving completely random data, okay? So like I said, try to grab outside equations, information that maybe you could cross-reference your model with or your thinking with and see how that uh, will affect your model. And yeah, and do not, you know, use one model for one thing and then try to use it again for another. And that's it for today. I really like this episode. I hope you like this episode. Um, definitely more interested in mathematical models. Um, I hope you are. I love math. I hope you love math. Share this episode. Um, if you love math, if you think someone needs to, to hear this stuff, uh, I think it's cool. So, um, adios.